Welcome to Smith Weekly Discussions, an occasional program for our members of Smith Weekly Research. Please note this program is a private discussion and everything contained herein is for entertainment and educational purposes only. With that, we hope you're in a comfortable position along with your favorite beverage to enjoy the discussion. We remind our audience to examine our show notes attached to each of our shows to better understand how our program functions. Before we get into our discussion, we wanna say thanks for questions coming from the audience at Smith Weekly, including Sean M., Peter A., Mike P., and Jackie A. On the program today is a returning guest, Mr. Haya Don is back with us. Haya is the president and CEO of Osino Resources, a gold project developer focused on its Twin Hills Gold Project in Namibia, along with other various stage exploration projects nearby in the country. Osino Resources is listed on the Toronto Venture Exchange under the symbol OSI, as well as on the US OTC markets under the symbol OSIIF. Hiya, it's a pleasure to have you back. Welcome. Great. Thank you. Thanks to allow me back. Absolutely. It's good to talk to you here. But first off here, a big congratulations to you and the Osino folks, all of the hard work over these past few years on the announcement of a takeover by Dundee Precious Metals for about 287 million Canadian dollars. Talk about the deal and what are your thoughts? Yeah, thank you. Um, it's been a difficult decision, I must say. Um, we were having a lot of fun. Uh, we had some excellent fundamental value with the Twin Hills project and the um, exploration success that we've been having. And it would have been great to carry on on our own, but we had to be prudent um, because the market was showing us very clearly that the Canadian market, that is, North American markets, I guess, and the public markets, um, that they were uncomfortable with single asset developers um, setting out to build a major gold mine. And so that um, was weighed on us heavily. And that's why when DPM came and when the opportunity arose to do this deal, we took it. And I think despite the uh, sort of misgivings, I think it is the right thing to do. It's in the best interest of all shareholders. And I think time will tell that um, it was the right decision to do. I think it's been certainly tough markets, tough progress on the project, of course, but a lot of value has been demonstrated over the years here. And, you know, now to move forward to that next step and, you know, essentially not go dormant as a developer and do nothing while you wait for the markets to get better. And I think this makes a lot of sense, Haya. So appreciate that. And of course, you know, there's highlights here and there's a history of successes in Namibia for you and your team. And of course, we'll uh, talk about that in a moment, but I wanted to ask you just a little bit more, just maybe for the audience, some of our new audience who maybe isn't familiar with Twin Hills, just talk about the project as it stands today. And if you don't mind, the anticipated production profile and the economics of the project. Yeah, sure. So Twin Hills is a high quality, low risk, long life, open pit gold project in Namibia. It's got a very simple flow sheet, no metallurgical issues, no fatal flaws. Um, it's open pit, as I said. Um, it has around 3 million ounces in resources and about 2.2 million ounces in reserves currently. It's expected to grow. Um, but that gives you a production rate of around about 170,000 ounces per year for a 13-year mine life. The costs were excellent. Um, so bottom quartile costs, cash costs, or all in sustaining costs. Um, and actually a very manageable capital cost for the size of this project at officially $365 million, but I think it would have come down. A lot of people are skeptical about that, but um, 
I'm, I'm uh, quite convinced that would be the case. Um, and that resulted in some excellent economics for the project, call it half a billion dollars of NPV. Um, if NPV is your the metric that you like to use, but on any other metric, whether it's on a per ounce basis or on a cash flow basis, it had very robust economic numbers. So it was clearly a high quality project that, that had very, very robust and, and excellent economics. Uh, yeah, and what was the cash cost or all-in sustaining cost figure, just for reference point? Yeah, so the um, all-in sustaining cost for the life of mine was just over a thousand dollars an ounce, US dollars an ounce. Uh, remember, that's a life of mine cost, and as you know, with an open pit project, as you go deeper, costs go up. So, if you looked at it in the early years, um, the cash co or the all-in sustaining cost would be significantly lower, probably in the sort of eight hundred, eight hundred fifty dollars an ounce um, area. Yeah, that gives you an indication of the cash generating potential that a project like this has. Call it, you know, 200,000 ounces of production in the first few years, if you schedule it that way. With those margins, you can see that this, this project would have produced multiple hundred million dollars of free, free cash flow per year. So, uh, yeah, it's going to become a very successful, highly generative open pit gold project. I think those numbers aren't too bad, given the market conditions, given our, over the last few years, substantial escalation, inflation, supply chain risks, supply chain additional costs and figures that people are starting to add into the development projects, some of them, which obviously need to be dusted off. So I think those numbers are pretty dang good numbers in a very good jurisdiction, in my opinion, in Namibia. And of course, among this gold district that is being continually demonstrated either by production obviously past company of yours that's in production today. And then also this transaction here and overall viability in Namibia for gold mining. You know, Haya, there is no secret here that, you know, you've had consistent success in Namibia. Are you planning to remain on the lookout for opportunities there in Namibia in the future, given the multiple successes in the past? Yes, of course, I'd love to do more deals in Namibia, but you know, you've got to go to where the opportunities lie. There are still a lot of opportunities in Namibia, so, and you know, logistically it makes sense for me to operate there because my family roots are there, I've got a track record there, the regulators know me. Um, so I, I would love to do something else there, but to be honest at the moment, I haven't started looking yet because first we've got to close this transaction, it'll take about three months. Then I'm going to take a bit of a break and then, and then I'll look around. Hopefully by that stage the markets will be better and more receptive, but yeah, a lot of uncertainties, who knows, who knows what direction it's going to go in, but yes, would love to do something else in Namibia. You'll get bored after six to eight months is my suspicion. Haya, given your uh, your style and, and your constant need to, to work, be productive and, you know, create value for shareholders. So hopefully your break isn't too long, but uh, can completely understand if you do take a break. So, uh, you know, one of the other things just for the team post this transaction, let's of course assume it gets completed. Outside of Namibia, you're going to have a break. Is there anything else that maybe crosses your mind here or a market that you like? I mean, obviously you've been in gold, you've been in some other areas, but is there maybe another segment of the natural resource sector that catches your interest at this point, Haya, or is that something to be determined? I have learned in the last few years that it's, you know, it helps to stick to your knitting and it helps you to know what your knitting is. In my case, my knitting definitely is gold. So, um, you know, gold is just uh, such a natural fit for me. I've been in gold for such a long part of my career. I've spent I've spent four years in uranium too, so I know that space too. But I, I, I would prefer to stay in gold. I mean, I would consider going to copper because it's got a lot of similar variables. 
I would only go into commodities that are financeable through public markets, which I think is uranium, gold, copper, critical metals to some extent. Although, you know, when I say critical metals, I mean copper, I'm not going to go into, uh, you know, some of these more obscure metals because I just don't understand them. But I think those commodities I would, I would, I could see myself getting into uh, with a preference for gold for sure. Excellent. Well, that's great. Uh, appreciate you sharing some insights and flavor on what you're thinking there. Uh, I, any other comments here on the transaction, Osino, or anything else before we go? Look, I, I'm very proud that we were able to achieve this. Um, I think we demonstrated again that we've got good judgment. Sorry, it sounds like I'm, I'm, I'm bragging here, but I really mean it. Because we have thought not just about the upside, we thought about the downside too. And, you know, the Canadian public markets are littered with capital markets failures where when they get into the final trough of the Lausanne curve, um, shareholders get diluted away because of huge financings, et cetera, et cetera. And we were quite conscious of that. And that's why we elected to do this transaction at this at this point in time. I know that there are a lot of retail shareholders and maybe some of them might be our listeners to, that are somewhat disappointed because I think that there would have been more value there. And I agree with that. But the markets just weren't there for us at this point in time. So I, I still think that it was the right thing to do. I just wanted to give DPM a quick pun too. You know, DPM, DPM the acquirer, is really a high-quality company. Um, they've got an excellent asset mix. They've got obviously better capital markets traction being about a $2 billion company. Got a depth of management, diversification of assets, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and they provide liquidity because it's 50% cash and 50% share deal. So I think all in all, it's a good deal for shareholders. I'm excited about it. And um, But let's see what the what the future holds. All good stuff here, Hi. I appreciate your extra comments on that. And, and of course, uh, I do think we're on the cusp. And obviously, that could be a little bit subjective here, whether that's a year or two years out or maybe less. I do think we are on the cusp here of a different gold sector here and a different sentiment environment going into 2024. Could be wrong about that. Things always take too long to play out sometimes or longer than we anticipate, but I do see that that is on the horizon. And of course, gold price, once again, is at that area challenging potential breakout here. So good on you for doing this. And I'm sure it was a tough decision. And once again, congratulations on the transaction. Always good to catch up and I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Thank you.